Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. Today, I will continue my conversation with Eric Stockton, the General Manager of Perfect Audience. For those joining us today, be sure to check out my previous conversation with Eric, which he shared how to succeed in digital advertising in 2021. Today, though, I want to do a deeper dive into the best practices for advertising that can help you get better at targeting. Let's get the conversation started. So what I want to talk about a little bit, too, is, is about the, we kind of talked about, is advertising and, and targeting best practices, right? Because that's, you know, as I, as I was thinking about that and the fact that we, great, we retarget some people, but we don't, you know, we're not testing the way that we need to test, just to be extremely honest with you. So what is like, and we've talked about retargeting, and I think most people know what retargeting is, but like, what is your definition of retargeting? Like when we talk about retargeting and, and how does that work? Like, why don't you give everybody a little breakdown? Yeah. So, uh, you know, if somebody asks me what retargeting is, what I'll tell them is, you know, it's online advertising that can really help you get in front of the visitors that have already experienced your brand, you know, by coming to your website, they've already seen your value proposition. Uh, and, and this gives you a second or a third or a fourth shot at, at getting in front of them by serving them ads that are relevant to them. Right. So, you know, um, you can, you actually, I, I kind of break it up into two groups. So there's, there's those that haven't converted and then those that have, right. So then you can also send ads to people that, you know, are customers that have already converted that, you know, you get a chance, a second or a third chance, just like you do with like basket recovery email or, you know, um, shopping cart recovery email, which is a basic best practice on the email side. Uh, you can do, you know, it's sort of like, this is the digital ad, um, equivalent of that, right. So, you know, I, I say that a lot, you know, where people are, you know, like, you know, that's like one of the first things you do is do shopping cart recovery because everybody knows that's like a, a best practice. Well, you know, retargeting is a best practice, you know, in, in the same vein as that with digital ads. Well, and you think about it and, and once again, this is as I'm, I'm like crying inside a little bit with the retargeting side of things is like, it's... <laughs> it's the low hanging fruit. Like it's literally the people that, it, what did it take to get those people to your website where you're writing content or SEO or whatever that is, you put all this effort in, they come, 98% of the people leave and don't do anything. And you have 98% of those people that obviously came there for a reason, you can market to them again, you're not doing it. And I'm literally saying this to you as you shake your head and I'm literally gonna listen to this podcast again so that I can listen to what I just said so that I can do it. Like it's, it's just such low hanging fruit. It's like, that's, you've spent money to get them there you're going to have a higher conversion rate because they've already been to your website, seen what you've got going on there. Um, and so anyways, and this is, well, this is I, an aha moment. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, I, I think, you know, we, we all do like, you know, or we should be anyway, doing things like exit intent pop-ups, right. For email capture. Right. And there's a reason why we do that. You know, we, we know that, you know, there's a certain amount of people that come to our site, maybe they get busy, whatever. Right. Or they just haven't quite found what they're looking for. But if you hit them with an offer, you know, in your pop-up that, you know, is relatively like low commitment on their part, you know, they're giving you their email address. So you got to give them enough value to, to be more important than the email that they just gave you. But, you know, uh, it's the same thing, right? I mean, you've got, you know, everybody's got that stat that says, well, you know, only 2% of your, you know, your visitors convert. Well, you know, what are you doing with the other 98%, right? How are you capturing those other 98%? Well, you're capturing them through things like pop-ups or, you know, or, or whatever on the email side. And, you know, the digital ad component of that is really retargeting, right? So you're capturing those people so that, you know, or you're, you're building an audience of those people that did not convert so that you can send them ads that are relevant to them, 
that they will appreciate, right? That's the key, right? You know, everybody's had those annoying ones. You know, you don't want those. You want the ones that actually deliver value to somebody where they're looking at it and saying, this is interesting. I'm, you know, I, I want to, you know, I want to click on that because I want that piece of content or I want the, I want to watch that video or whatever have you, you know, and, and that's, that's super important because it allows you to be able to capture, you know, some of that other, you know, that other 90%, 98% back. Well, it's just a basic concept. If you think about it, they would say it's always easier to, to keep the current clients and retain current clients and to try to find a new one. So if you, t- you put all that effort in to get them to your website and to see something, then you really should figure out what you need to do to stay in front of them, right? I mean, that, that's just, once again, I'm saying that out loud to myself as I shake my head and my team that's going to be listening to this and editing this podcast. I think we know what we're going to be working on here in the next, uh, next few weeks now, now that I've had that moment. But I did have a question about like consumer interests and behaviors when it comes to, you know, it's because it becomes challenging to predict, right? Especially in, in the current environment. Um, do you have any tips on running like hyper profitable, like ad campaigns? I mean, especially once again, because I know the cool part about what you guys do is you have that, the, you guys can see the way people react into certain things and ads and stuff that come out. Is there any, anything you can give, like maybe some tips or anything like that on, on, on once again, how to run a, a hyper, a hyper profitable ad campaign? Yeah, so I, I think that's a that's a great question. So it, it really sort of boils down to a few levers that you can pull. Um, you know, we you know just like every other you know digital advertising platform out there, you know everybody's got an algorithm, right? Everybody's got an AI, and and that's sort of the, that's sort of the buzzword um, that you know that people like to sort of throw around. But you know, really to me, you know like the best performing campaigns, if you look at them time and time again, where they outperform other campaigns that are sort of in the same space or competitors head to head are the ones that it's, you know, it's sort of like AI plus, you know, best practice, you know, sort of expertise. Right. And, 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 you know, the funny thing to me is, is it always really kind of boils down to like, you know, three or four things uh, on the, on the things that you can, the levers you can sort of pull. Right. So it comes down to, you know, Again, you know, I, I know I keep saying this, but the holistic approach, right? So you have the ad, you know, has to be really congruent with whatever the landing page that they're that they're landing on is, right? So if your messaging of your ad is completely disconnected from the landing page, people are going more people are going to bounce and fall away. They're not going to get, you know, the connection. You know, it doesn't like we have, you know, the attention span of the gnats these days, right? So it's got to be quick and it's got to be powerful, right? So it's got to happen right away, you know, so, so congruency between, you know, sort of your ad, like even things like your color scheme and your, 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 your headline and everything has to really match. I would say, you know, one of the other things is the mistake I was just telling you about, which is like, you know, just excluding the people that have already converted, you know, on my, you know, on my, you know, on my offer, right? So I don't want to send people ads for, things that have, you know, for, you know, for things that they've already bought, right. I want to send them something different. I want to send them a, Hey, come back and, you know, I'll give you an extra 10% off of something, you know, that that's a perfect add on to this thing that you just bought. Right. So, you know, I want to, I want to give them something different. That's really relevant to them, you know, and then, you know, I, I think to uh, segmentation, just like with email, right. Segmentation is key. So if you are just blasting out an email, to somebody, you know, it's going to be super, super, well, it's going to be lower performing, you know, than something that's sort of like highly segmented and highly relevant and highly timely. And, you know, all of the things that we do in marketing automation and, or we should be, you know, doing in our marketing automation and in email. Um, it's the same thing that here, right. Uh, you know, in audiences. So, um, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I think just really 
you know, really sort of honing in on that on the, on the, on, you know, somebody who, for example, uh, an ad that you're sending to somebody or showing somebody that has visited your pricing page is completely different than the ad that you show somebody that has, you know, just come to your blog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you want to sort of dial those things in and I know those things sound like obvious, but that's the, that's the thing, you know, I, you know, like it's not complicated, you know, like some of the comp, like some of the most successful campaigns that we have that I see every day in perfect audience are really not complicated. Um, you know, they just, they just have like the three or four key things, like really, like really dialed in, you know, and then they're just, they're just kind of keeping an eye on it, you know, and they, they sort of let, you know, they let our algorithm do the rest. Um, I guess the only other one is, you know, re- please, please refresh your creatives. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, like you, you know, if you're just put yourself in the person's shoes that you were showing your ads to, do you want to see the exact same ad 75 times, you know, over the course of the next three days? No, you don't, because you're going to develop us of, you know, more banner blindness than you already have. Right. And frankly, it will turn you off. So a combination of decent, you know, frequency caps that are not too, too over aggressive and, you know, some decent, uh, ad, you know, ad creative refreshes, you know, because, you know, again, just like with email, you know, what's happening is, is you are, you know, you know, maybe, maybe the offer you're showing them the first time is not necessarily what they respond to, but they might on that second or that third one. And, and that's the great thing is you have, you have all these different chances to be able to show them different offers and, and, you know, test different types of messaging and what your customers are responding to and, you know, it sort of becomes a game, right? You can play around with it and, and, you know, and, and realize like really quickly because of the rate at which you're showing these ads, you're talking about thousands of them a day, tens of thousands of them a day. It doesn't get, it doesn't take too long to really uh, get people to, or, or sorry, to, to get a real good sense of what people are responding to. And, it, and you touched on it, it comes down to testing, right? Trying different things. It's like, you, that's the only way you're going to know if something's working is you got to try different things. And so that's, I think that's the key. Thanks, Eric. Great insights the listeners can implement for better ad results. However, I need to pause our conversation for a minute to talk to the listeners. If you need help running your digital marketing campaigns, talk to us. We can help. You can hire us for services like SEO, online PR, content marketing, influencer marketing, and much more. For more details on our services, check out ShaneBarker.com. Now back to the conversation with Eric and his take on digital advertising. And what about, you know, especially in this, this current world of, of ad skipping environment and, and, you know, the way that marketers are able to, you know, not necessarily get around that, but, you know, with, with people trying to skip ads and not see as many ads, um, what, do you have any recommendations for like to ensure that target audiences like don't skip their ads? I mean, I think you kind of touched on a little bit is, hey, different ads, right? Yeah. So it's like, hey, you're going to yeah. be creative in what you got going on there. Is there yeah. any other tips you got for us for that? Well, if we're talking about video ads, you know, let's say you're doing like pre-roll or, or mid-roll. Um, in a lot of cases, you can see really, it comes down to your audience. It always does, right? I mean, yeah. it really does yeah. always. Like, you know, if you think back to the, you know, the mailing days, you know, or direct mail or something else, like, you know, it, it's it's two things. It's your offer and your audience, right? That's all yeah. it comes down to, you know, and, and you know, it does your, does your messaging line up really well and resonate with that audience. So, you know, if you're showing an ad, like, like I can go and I can, I can run pre-roll ads on really popular, you know, YouTube videos or, or, you know, really, really popular sites. But, you know, if it's not relevant and timely, timely is key, right. You know, that's yeah. it's not relevant and timely to those individuals, you know, you're going to just, you know, they're, you're just burning money. 
right? So you got to pay attention, you know, to, you know, who your, who your audience is and getting really, really good at honing in on, you know, sort of your ideal, you know, customer profile and, and you have to hone in on your messaging. You know, if, if you've got, you know, if you've got an ad that is, you know, really relevant and addresses a pain point that, you know, that viewer is looking at, they're going to stop and they're going to look at it, right? It's not, you know, a lot of times I think we as marketers, we want to sort of like depend um, too much on, you know, like a, a, a like a, a, a magic box that, that's going to like solve all my problems, uh, you know, and, but really what it comes down to is, is who is your customer, right? Who's your ideal customer, you know, and what is the message you're putting in front of them, right? And, you know, who is the, you know, and, 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 and are you addressing, you know, what those, what those problems are? Because, you know, again, you know, your landing page is a great example. Like if you've got a landing page that's written really well, you know, and addresses those core, you know, those core concerns that a, that a prospect has or, or a potential customer has, um, you're gonna, you're gonna see that landing page convert. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. That's, that's what you, I mean, I, once again, it's so funny when I, I do these podcast interviews, it's like everybody that I talk to, it always comes back just like the basics, what people know, but it's like how many people that don't even follow the basics of what it is, whether it become content marketing, SEO, whether it's retargeting, it comes down to, it's, it's not tons of magic. Like there's plenty of people that have written about what you need to do. It's yeah. just implementing that. And then just once again, the testing and being able to, to make that happen. It's not, not easy, but it can happen if you once again, stick to the core values of what needs to happen and, and, and kind of, and keep that as a, as a framework. Well, I think that's confidence inspiring too, right? Because you know, it's tried and true. It's not like you got to go out and reinvent the wheel, right? You know, that they work, you know, these are best practices that work and they're best practices for a reason, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, when you, when you sort of like it, it, where we fall apart as marketers, we we're you know, marketers in general, like, you know, I'm, I, 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 I say this a lot, you know, it's like, you know, we're marketers are very frenetic people. Marketers and entrepreneurs, I'll put, I'll put us both on those because I'm also an entrepreneur, I think too. But, you know, I, I think uh, like we're very frenetic people, right? Like we just sort of like throw things around, right? You know, let's work on all of these different things and let's have lots of things happening. And uh, sorry. And uh, the, the, the reality is, is that, you know, you as a marketer, you know, you, you got to cut out a lot of stuff and you got to be really hyper-focused on who that customer is and dial that in and test your messaging and what are they responding to? And that obviously changes over time. So you got to continue to do that. Those are the, where, those are where you have, you know, the, the um, either entrepreneurs or marketing departments, you know, they, they, they have the most, most success. Yeah. No, I mean, you going to be hyper-focused on that. So We've talked about retargeting, talked about all the fun stuff. Now we get into the kind of the really hard questions. These are the, these are the ones that throw a lot of people off a little bit. And so I like to throw them to you guys sometimes ahead of time, just so that you're not too thrown off. But if you could to talk to Eric, this is, your, this is probably, we'll call you Eric 2.0. If you could talk to Eric 1.0, so that's 25-year-old Eric, who's probably been drinking or something. But anyways, we're not here to judge. My point is, if you could tell that Eric and you could sit him down and say, Hey, Eric, this is what's going to happen in the future. And this is, this is what you, you know, you got to be really careful, but this is the one thing that I think you're going to need to know for the future. I mean, think about, you know, like, uh, what was it? Back to the future. You know, you can go back and tell, what was his name? Marty McFly. Marty McFly. Hey, yeah. Marty. What could, what would you tell Eric, 25 year old Eric? 
what would I tell 25 year old Eric? That's a great question. Um, I, I think the, the thing that I would probably focus on is, you know, uh, just understand better how businesses work. Um, and, and as a, a, at a high level, right. Uh, understand, like if I started out in marketing, you know, for example, you know, which, you know, I had a lot of different hats, I guess, when I first started out when I was 25, but, um, I, I, I sort of looked at things in a silo and I, and I was like, what are the things that are important to me? Um, you know, maybe that's a selfish, you know, maybe single-minded sort of perspective, but what I missed, uh, out on, I think was understanding what was important to the, you know, sort of the people around me. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, I have, you know, investors or I have, you know, uh, uh, you know, a another founder or partners, you know, or team members or people that worked with me or for me. And, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about things the way that I saw the world instead of really sort of stepping back and saying, you know, like, how are you like, uh, how, how do other people see the world and, and how do I sort of like figure out how to draw a connection between the way I see it and the way they see it. Right. Cause that's super important. Like you, you, you find that too, with, you know, marketers have, and, and I, and I kind of go back to the marketer thing. Um, but if I put my marketer hat on, um, marketers have problems, like, you know, we have, we have all sorts of enemies, right. We have lots of different hats. We're overwhelmed. We have tons of things that are going on, you know, and, you know, we're, we're sort of bumping up against the IT department. Cause there's always something, you know, that, that, you know, we can't get done as fast as we need to get it done. We always toward it, you know, sort of bump up against the CFO, right. Cause the CFO is in charge of, you know, kind of telling, you no. <laughs> right. Yeah. And getting more spend, you know, or, or budget or whatever. Right. You know, and you know, the CEO, right. You know, is, is, is like, I need more revenue or I need to do this, or we need to push for that. Uh, and strategically we're going to be doing this. And, and so if I, if I sort of put my hat on and say, you know, how do I, as a, as a, um, as a, you know, as, as somebody who wants to, just build something and grow something, you know, you, I, I can't do it myself, right? I've got to have these other individuals sort of buying in and, and me doing a better job of sort of my, of, of internally marketing, you know, uh, what it is that my, you know, my objectives and my goals are, um, you know, and my, my 25 year old self would say, well, the heck with that. I'm just going to go and do it myself. Right. Yeah. And you only get so far, you know, you don't, you need that team around you that really is, you know, where you can extend yourself through them to be able to get things done. It, it really is like, how can I play better with the other kids in the playground? Right. Yep. It's like, and better understand, like, how can we make this? Cause I, I do get that. I was a little, when I was younger, I was pretty bullheaded too. Like I was, oh, I can figure it out. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. And it, it's a lonely Island out there, you know? And then I kind of yep. say, hey, there's a, people that are a lot smarter than me that I should have yep. around me. And so it's, you know, and, and how do I bring them on and, and how do we make this a cohesive team and to be able to move forward? So I love that. I, I hopefully Eric 1.0 is listening, which I'm sure that he's not because it's a long time ago and the podcast just started a a year and a half ago. But anyways, you get my point. I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you're hearing, hearing this, my friend. Um, all right. So what about this? If you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be? 
who would be on your list of, of people to have dinner with? It could be family, it could be friends. I've had people say Obama. One guy wanted to have dinner with Jesus, which I thought was awesome. I mean, I mean, there's all kinds. I mean, who else? I don't, I don't know. But yeah. who's, your, who's your top three? Oh, man. Oh, that's a great question. Um, so, uh, well, okay. So Warren Buffett would be a great Hello. example. Uh, I don't have $2 million for a lunch with Warren Buffett, which I think is what it costs you now with his charity. Um, but Pen- Buffett that's pennies, is, pennies. Man, I like the wisdom that that guy has, you know, is, is amazing. Um, you know, I would say, you know, my wife is probably one that I would point to. I, I know that sounds crazy and cheesy, but it is, Yeah, I love her to death. And I think, you know, we have, a, we have a ton of fun with, and, and because we have four kids, uh, we don't have a lot of chance to go and do dinners very often. So yeah. that's probably, that's probably one of them. Um, right. are think, you say? Are you seeing that because she's in the room or you just, do you truly mean this? Be honest. She, she's listening she's probably. Not. No, she's not. Okay. In, that was from the heart folks. That was purely yeah. from the heart. Okay. Uh, Hopefully. She's homeschooling the kids right now. So no, oh, uh, she definitely needs a dinner out <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny you said that, but I would actually say like, you know, 25 year old me. Right. So there, like how often, you know, do you uh, like just put yourself in a position where, you know, you're like, man, like if I had, if I had known this back then, oh. I would be so much further along today, you know, like that's, that's what I want. Right. I mean, assuming like our time continuum works the way that we think it does and not maybe like it was in the Avengers movie. Right. Yeah. But you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of like me wanting to say, you know, like I, I'm always trying to like push. Right. And, and I just like, like I want to, like just go back and tell my old self or my younger self, like, you know, a million things um, it, just to well, be further along today than, than I was then. Well, what our gift to, to this world is, and for me, is like, I, I try to implement that at my son of saying, Hey, listen, like, let me explain to you. Of course they, sometimes they listen, depends on what age they are of like, yeah. Hey, listen, like this is, let me tell you some of the stuff I did and you're going to probably still touch the stove and you're still going to do some stuff but I just want you to be better than, than I was. Right. And, and like, what do we need to do to do that? So we don't always have the opportunity to go back to talk to Eric 1.0, but we do have that opportunity to, to push out on the future and, and tell our kids like, Hey, listen, like I don't claim to be all knowing, but I, I've learned a few things. And you know, the yeah. 10 things that I'm telling you, if you could listen to at least four or five of them, um, that would be awesome. And if you remember two or three of them, that would be awesome too. And just be a little better than me. And I'm not even setting the bar that high. I mean, I wasn't even that awesome. Like, I mean, your mom, got confused and got together with me, but, but here we are today. We made it, you know, we made it, made it through COVID and everything. Boy, sneaking into 2021. Yep. That's right. So it's awesome. Eric. So if anybody wants to get in contact with you over at perfect audience, which I will tell you too, I'm always very jealous of the, the actually domain name of perfect audience. I don't know how that happened, but that's, oh my God, perfect audience. Like it doesn't get any better than that. When I saw it, I was like, these guys retargeting perfect audience, stop it. But if anybody needs to get in contact with you, Eric, um, what's what? How can they get in contact with you? Oh goodness, uh, yeah, easy. Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn. You know, just LinkedIn slash Eric Stockton, uh, and then also just Eric at PerfectAudience.com. There we go. There we go. I will tell you guys too is that we are putting this in the show notes as well. That um, right now, if you guys would try out Perfect Audience, they're doing a thousand dollar ad credit for free, which is 
once again, a free thousand dollars during a time when you can kind of get control of your, your retargeting. Um, I myself am probably going to read my review again and then probably be clicking on it because uh, my team who's listening right now, we're going to start doing a lot more retargeting. We're, 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 we're slacking in that area. So anybody that's hearing this, just know that we're going to be adding that to the to-do list to talk about next week. But Eric, thank you so much, man, for being on the podcast. I, I know that we would been going back and forth and I was really, really excited about being able to pull you in today. I know you have a webinar right after this. Um, so good luck with the rest of your day, my friend. And we'll be talking here soon. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. The pleasure is ours. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Marketing Growth Podcast. Now, next week, another interesting guest will join us for an engaging conversation. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.